We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. That day, of course, is March 9th, 2016. I'm DJ Trainer. You can find me on Twitter at TrainerDJ, and I'm joined by the one and only Josh Hayes. You can find Josh on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Of course, this podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues. Also, you can find the podcast and all of our other podcasts on the Rotowire website directly. Um, if you've been having troubles with the Stitcher feed of this podcast, just unsubscribe and resubscribe. We had a new feed created, so it's entirely possible that you uh, had some issues over the last week. But we're happy to have you back, especially if you're able to listen to this right now. Josh, my friend, six games in the association last night. In terms of DFS, how did it break down? How did it shake out for you? Uh, DFS um, was bad because Kawhi Leonard was was stinky, um, like my two-year-old daughter diaper in the morning. Um, okay. at least relative to what we paid for him. So, but I want to address something really quick before we get into the nitty gritty. Ben, you know me, I like to keep top news, like the topical stuff yeah. at the top of the show as always. Um, so I feel like to open the show, um, I'm going to rate your energy level at a six out of 10. I'm just going to be real with you. Yeah. Okay? Cause I, I will say I've been very energetic of late. Uh, I'll, I'll get it going. I'll get it going. Okay. You mean in, in energetic or unenergetic or super or- energetic. Okay, so oh, so I'm catching you like in the come down phase. Is that what happened? Or? Uh, it's been a long time since I had some coffee. It was about oh. six hours ago. Okay, so it's like you just did like back to back jazzercise classes, and then I get the brunt of the 
of the rest period, basically. Is that what's happening? Or yeah, you're kind of my come down. I, I listen to you talk, and I just fa- I fall fall oh, fast asleep. And I'm to? sure the listeners out there can attest. You know, bedtime bedtime stylings of Josh Hayes. If you want me to like um, FedEx you a snuggie right now, if you want to get comfortable and cozy on the show and keep it in the lower register, that's fine with me. I'll give you some like fine elevator music or some even some Marvin Gaye, just like. Mm. Yeah, you know? keep going. Why you stop? I've been really trying, baby. Uh huh. That's all I got. Um, all right. But yeah, I just felt like you were getting a little sexy time on me, and whoa, it put it put me in a weird zone because you went so low on the register. It was like borderline uncomfortable. I'm just gonna say I'm not. It's not an HR. It's not like a meet me in HR situation tomorrow morning. You know, it's uh just like hey, bro. You know, what do you know? Can we? Can we get the pep in the step going? Crank, you know, uh, pound a Red Bull, crush the can on your forehead, and let's go. You know what I'm saying? All right. I do have a new girlfriend, so I'm just kind of like working on my sultry voice. Maybe I've been using it too often, and I need to get back to the squeaky clean DJ love to talk about Rotowire boy voice. Is that what you're looking for? Okay, that's that's juice ball all okay. over the place. First of all, can you text me a picture? I, uh, yeah, I'll get on that for you. Okay, I need the straight evaluation. Plus, you know, whatever. I'll, even if I don't don't think she's hot, which I'm sure she is. Oh my you, gosh, this is going to do interesting. <laughs> you have a wife, and you're happily you you're a, happily married with two kids. No, this that's exactly why I need the picture of the live by carelessly through my friends. <laughs> Come on, um, so yeah, there, there you have it. But uh, you know, whatever, I'll lie if I, if, if I, even if I don't think it's a nine out of ten, I'll, you'll still get a nine out of ten. So there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, so picture is forthcoming. Um, feel free to head over to Twitter to see Josh's reaction of my new girlfriend's lovely right, face. Exactly. All right, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what was I, I going to say? That, that's breaking news on the waiver wire. Like uh, DJ Trainer, you know, no longer taking off the waiver wire. Yeah, exactly. Hot pickup. Uh, All right, um, sweet. Yeah, that's a Rotowire uh, definitely top headline. Look for that soon enough once this, the story is officially broken. So, anyways, this actually is an NBA podcast, I promise, and we're going <laughs> to prove it to you. Uh, Josh, we're going to jump into the six games in the association that took place last night. And then at the end of this podcast, we'll go over a few breaking injury news and notes, but not too much today on this Wednesday. Without further ado, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets losing to the Toronto Raptors 104 to 99, humming along just fine this year perhaps underrated is Brooke Lopez 35 minutes he puts up 35 points five rebounds three assists one steal and seven blocks seven blocks people he helps you out quite a bit in the steals and blocks categories of course field goal percentage going 13 from 17 from the field I'll tell you what if you're in rotisserie leagues or even head-to-head leagues and you've had this guy in your lineup all year long you're probably doing pretty well considering that people tired on him coming into this preseason for having injury issues but he's humming along just fine, Josh. Yeah, he has been a super crusher. And you know he's been ticked up now uh, in terms of production even more so with Joe Johnson heading over to Miami. So that's in a really good spot. Uh, Thaddeus Young had a little little bit of average game. It what really just came down to is Brooke Lopez was crushing and you know, and, and, and uh, just pushed – um, you know the Nets out to what like a, what, what was it a 16 point lead at a half I, I believe if that's correct maybe my math is wrong it was definitely double digits 12 or more um, and he and he was still playing well but he couldn't he had to, was forced to sort of carry the load on his uh, own in the second half and he couldn't sustain that uh, they, Toronto makes a big time run here uh, with a uh, you know big performance out of Kyle Lowry in the second half of the 18 Kyle Lowry was like on a milk carton in the first half <laughs> he was next to nowhere and he ended up uh, you know um playing heavy minutes they basically play our almost the entire second half so they can get back into that game here so that was interesting other thing the interesting of of note i've always secretly been a fan of because he's a sacramento kings guy but he's one of the biggest whiners in the nba as well as, as uh, jason thompson uh getting signed uh, to the toronto raptors i always thought that you know that was a guy who belonged on an nba roster somewhere because he has enough of a skill set, can you know hit it out. He actually went um, one of two from three, which is interesting to me because he's never shot threes before the season. But nice little fill-in performance there. Super deep leagues could be interesting if he holds down some minutes there as well. It's probably um, only going to be um, for as long as Scola's out. I'm guessing, unless this is an actual change in 
um, role for Scola because it does say you know, DMP CD, but I doubt that that's actually the case. Do you know anything about what happened with Scola in this game? Yeah, I certainly do. And so over the last, I guess it would be four games now, the Raptors have used different starting lineups. Um, and so in this particular game, they used Johnson and Scola, or they moved them to the bench rather, and they moved uh, Thompson and uh, Powell into the starting five. Um, I think it's much ado about nothing. I think essentially um, without literally making them inactive and putting them in street clothes, Johnson and Scola were just getting rest. Now, I think Powell has no shot to be in the starting five for the remainder of the season. I think Thompson could steal a spot from either Johnson or Scola, but um, I'm a little hesitant, Josh, even in deeper leagues, to jump on the Thompson train right now just because last night was more of a resting affair for Johnson and Scola, even though they were technically active. And so I'll I'll hold my horses just because Dwayne Casey is using a little rest uh, in rehab. And you know what? It worked for them. It really didn't matter that they had two new starters because the impetus and all the onus for this Raptors team is on Lowry and it's on DeRozan with a little bit of it going to Valanciunas as well. It really doesn't matter who those other two starters are. They're getting the job done and taking care of business and it's pretty admirable um, considering that Lowry and DeRozan aren't superstars. They're very good. Um, But again, I'm just so shocked that a team who essentially has two better than average players are performing this well to the point where they're the second team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you know what? Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So that's, that's a great call. On that analysis, uh, uh, rest day normally doesn't mean too much. And they picked the right team against, obviously, uh, for them to do so with the, with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to say this, though. If you're going to go impetus and onus uh, on me in the same game blog on the Same very sentence. Podcast, Thank you very yeah, much. Same sentence, same game log. I'm going to uh, have to just – you're going to – I'm going to, like, um, hang up on Skype and have to go find, like, re-enroll in DeVry. Or something to, <laughs> to catch back up. I mean, this, uh, you got to slow down just a little bit here on me. Okay, uh, I thought I was done paying, um, paying college tuition, but apparently not. So, um, if I, or if I need to have just dictionary.com up on it there, and I'll just voice record with my phone, and then I can you know send that in there so I can keep up with what's going on here. Josh, would, instead uh, of instead of spending that money on on furthering your education, why don't you head over to SeatGeek? And use that money to buy some tickets. Have you ever used SeatGeek before, Josh? I haven't, but it sounds awesome, believe it or not. Without even um, getting into the whole live rate of the whole thing, it sounds like SeatGeek crushes um, you know, tickets. Uh, what, are, what are the competitors here? Um, there's um, – Yeah, throw dirt on them all. Just go for no, it. There's, there's, uh, there's Ticket Oak. There's what's the main one? Oh, StubHub. StubHub is the one which um, has some issues that SeatGeek addresses. Am I correct? Yeah, that's certainly correct. So StubHub uh, doesn't necessarily show you the full price from the get go, but SeatGeek does give you the full ticket price from start to finish, and they never try to trick you with the huge fees on the checkout page. And of course, Josh, you can save a little money because our listeners can get a twenty dollar rebate off of their first SeatGeek purchase. So it sounds like you would have your own first SeatGeek. Per- SeatGeek purchase here. I know there's lots of good events in Vegas that you could attend using SeatGeek. Um, to get your $20 rebate, Josh, on your tickets, download the free SeatGeek app on your phone. Uh, I believe they have Android and iOS apps. And then you go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. And that promo code, of course, for this RotoWire NBA podcast is RWNBA. RWMBA. SeatGeek will then send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter the promo code RWMBA today, Josh, and go take your wife and your kids out to a show. Dang it. They deserve your love and respect. What if my what is my three month old gonna watch? <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Elsa like, Elsa and Anna on ice? I don't know. Um my two year old is all about the Elsa and Anna. We we had to I got the I got the uh notification from the back seat um car seat that we needed to switch <laughs> from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse to Frozen <laughs> in the car. So uh. I had to make a like a like a substitution there. Basically, um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse got DMP CD'd like right out of the garage. If it you was, want, if you want to talk about something that's frozen, frozen, Ricky Rubio's jump shot one of five from the field last night as the Spurs 
beat the Timberwolves 116-91. to You and me love to hate on some Ricky Rubio. And, of course, last night, two points, four rebounds, three assists is all you got from that man. However, I will say that Coach Mitchell and the Timberwolves have really made some strides, and I like their starting five. I think this is the starting five that they could potentially have over the next few years, so why not play them for the remainder of the 20 games? So you have Gorgie Jang, Carl Anthony Towns, Rubio, like I mentioned, Zach Levine, and Andrew Wiggins finally starting all together for the first time. Do you have any problems with that starting five, Josh? I know we've talked about it throughout the year, but I think this is what I want to see. Obviously, they're going to struggle and lose some games, but at least they're progressing and building some chemistry with these five guys. Uh, I think it's a much better uh, version of what they could do overall. So, yeah, I like it. I, I think this is this is pretty good. Uh, Ricky Rubio... Um, is still terrible at shooting, so not no surprise. That's status quo for me. The only thing that's a little bit more surprising is is that, you know how he somehow got out assisted by Tyus Jones. Free Tyus Jones. Let's start that right now, okay? So I, I want Tyus Jones in the starting lineup over Ricky Rubio. Love the fact that he played more minutes than him too. You know, I don't know if you know him, but I'm a big time Dookie. So let hey, me. See I think Tyus you've Jones told me this before, and I'm just so shocked by that. Why, why are you shocked that I'm a big Dookie fan? Because you don't seem like a bandwagon guy, but pretty much all non-North Carolina North Carolina residents who are Duke fans are kind of bandwagon fans, you know? I'm definitely not bandwagon. I've never even lived anywhere on the East Coast. The closest I've ever lived to the East Coast is Ohio. I just The way it worked for me for as far as college ball is, you know, I went to a college of no consequence, what I do, and I did not finish college, by DeVry. the way. Um, not even as good as DeVry, it's JC, by the way, in the Bay Area, okay. um, to be honest with you. But uh, when, I grow, when I was growing up, the first game and ever I watched was the whole Danny Ferry, Bobby Hurley um, Final Four run uh, with the Duke Blue Devils. And then, you know, I followed them ever since after that, and they just kept turning out great team after great team, you know. From after, you know, Bobby Hurley, it was Grant Hill. And then, you know, and then Jay Williams. And, you know, I was just like, this team is awesome and amazing. And I love the fact that Coach K looked like like the one coach out of all the, when like Blue Chips came out in the movies. And you're just like, man, there's a lot of shadiness in, in college sports, especially college basketball. And it looks like, to me, as far as I can tell, Duke uh, and Mike Krzyzewski has been one of the only teams that has like always been above board. They've never even heard a rumor about like um, – Oh, you jinxed it now. Wow. Way to go. It's like that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I have. But I don't think he has such a great reputation that he doesn't have to like get boosters to pay tons of money because um, honestly, they attract they, – they, they target smart kids who actually are probably in like, you know um, – going to private schools and good families overall so they don't have to go uh, reaching out and then people want to go play for him you know so uh that's that's way i feel he's got an awesome track record i think it's maybe you know in the mix for me is for greatest coach of all time but yeah that's why i'm not bandwagon i just been following duke since 89 hey man hey man there's a lot of bad character people that go to private schools thank you very much um i will say this josh you know how at every point in your life or you, you kind of view your parents and they're not the heroes that you made them out to be in your head. That day, unfortunately, will come for you and your two daughters, I'm sure. The moment when you realize your parents are human. And that moment for me and my dad came when we were watching basketball on a Sunday afternoon. And there was a Wisconsin game on, I believe. We're both Wisconsin fans. Now I'm an alum of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And he had it on the Duke game. And I'm just like, Dad, what are you doing? And you're like, why are we watching Duke? Wisconsin is on right now. And he just kind of looked at me and said... I just I just really like watching Duke, especially when they're playing at home. And that was the moment I realized that uh, my dad is not my hero; that he's human. He has faults. He has he has flaws. You know. Yeah. So basically, um, you're fatherless right now. You're sort of an orc. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we are so off track. Let's get back on track here. The Spurs get take care of business. Lamarcus Aldridge, twenty nine points, seven rebounds, four assists. Can this we talk is, about? Yeah, that this has second. been our ongoing argument, right, Josh? That um, you've been waiting for him to have breakout performances like this, and I said they really wouldn't happen. Now we, we're sixty. Right now? We're sixty games. Yeah, you're not waiting right now, but we're sixty games into the season. Are we at the point where Pop is saying, "Hey, take over. We've got a nine game cushion on the on the two seed in the Western Conference, but in the playoffs, I kind of think they might revert back to uh, spread the ball around a little more." What do you think? Uh, well, I think uh, I think what we're seeing is, that, is what's is what they need to do in terms of shifting in order for them to have a team that's going to be successful for the playoffs. Because look what's happened when they've gone get up against the one team that they know they need to get beat, the Golden State Warriors. They got handled, you know, um, mightily. So, Lamarcus Aldridge is the one, you know, 
uh, you know, first team all be uh, NBA tier type player that they need to to focus in on. Yeah, in my mind, there as well. Do you remember our bet? I think we bet eighteen and a half points per game over under for the season. Uh, have you checked on that by chance? Oh wow, I do not remember that bet, but I don't that's doubt. What, I don't doubt I, I took it. I don't doubt I took it. Yeah, you were like, um, I think they need to play spread ball, you know. Um, and by the way, Andre Miller in the starting lineup, um, not falling for it for season long or DFS. Yeah, yeah, don't no. just throw it out the window with Tony Parker out. Just, just it's yeah. a it's a Popovich move. Uh, Aldridge is sitting at seventeen point four points right now with fifty nine games under his belt. It's going to be tough to get that average up, but I will say, if he's going to score twenty nine points, that's certainly going to help him. Um, over the long haul. So if you're looking at his last, uh, let's just go last five games, he's averaging 25.4 points, almost 11 rebounds with two assists, 1.6 blocks. So you like what you're seeing out of Aldridge. Again, I'm going to be skeptical, but I will say, I think this is why they brought him on. He's got young, fresh legs at the end of a season where the Spurs, um, they'd like to tank, but you know what? They have the luxury now of saying, hey, Kawhi Leonard, hey, LaMarcus Aldridge, you go out there and just score as much as you can. Um, we'll rest our old guys and get ready and again it 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 it, i think it bears mentioning that they have such a big cushion on oklahoma city now they can really fall back and do whatever they want now the crazy thing is that they have three games left against the warriors so if they wanted to press the warriors for the one seed they certainly could do that if they went out and beat the warriors two out of those three games which is a bit crazy i i I believe it um they can still they still have a shot at the one seed so that's still out there looming i'm inside i'm excited to see if pop scales it back and uses some of that cushion or if he really goes full bore for the rest of the regular season to catch those amazing golden state warriors Moving on here, Josh, we had a Carmelo Anthony siding last night. 30 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. His young rookie Porzingis only plays 20 minutes. He's getting tired, that poor youngin. Um, and so Carmelo Anthony took quite a bit of the load, taking 18 shots. Goes 11-11 from the free throw line. But the Nuggets still get the win, 110-94. to Good team ball from them as they get all, let's see, they get six, yeah, six, count them up, six guys that score in double digits here. Now, the Nuggets are kind of getting better, I think. They're 26 and 38. Do you like what you're seeing out of their starting five with Fareed, Jokic, Moutier, Jakar Sampson, and Gary Harris? Or are you still on the train that we need to get Will Barton in there? Will Barton has um, gone full milk carton on us right now you know, and he's only playing 20 minutes um i've actually only took three of eight shots but you know we expect him to get into uh into you know mm-hmm. full-on monster mode with Danilo Gallinari um in the lineup and it hasn't happened they've decided to give Jakar Sampson minutes which i don't really know why it's sort of like um you know get uh Noah Vonla and the Portland Trailblazers starting him there as well it's just like sort of a little bit of a placeholder um but i love that um you know uh, that Gary Harris to me has been like a nice little sneaky underrated option uh, as a starter for DFS. He's been like a super awesome cash game play. So, um, and then Jokic once again, 20 and nine, one rebound away from the double, double, f- um, uh, gets a shot blocked four times, <laughs> but who cares? Uh, that's still a, a great line overall and underrated passer too has like, I think three assists or more in like four, five of the past seven games so i uh, love that and then kenneth reed goes um ham sandwich on us with 24 and 10 certainly can't depend on him but over the past five six games he's been super productive so um love all of those and i also love how everybody and their mom just disappeared in the new york uh knicks lineup aside from carmelo <laughs> anthony you know right nobody's so. scoring more than nine points in that starting lineup let me look at the reserves and of course you had Derek williams coming off the bench for 15 and kyle o'quinn with 10 um, but going back to the nuggets here gary ha- gary harris I'm going to put him in the running for this year's Damari Carroll Award where you really have to like fight and convince people and shove box scores into their face to get them to say, hey, Harris is a really good fantasy option. Let's look at his last 12 games. He's playing 37 minutes a game, so obviously that's pretty great right there. He's averaging 15 points. Three rebounds, two and a half assists, almost two full steals, a third of a block, which is pretty great considering he's a point guard. And then let's look at some at or one point three three pointers, and then let's two look guard. at two guard, right? Or two guard, yeah, yeah. It depends on what format you're looking at, but obviously guard pretty good to get a third of a block per game out of your guard. Uh, looking at the averages. from the field over his last 12 games, and then 76% from the free throw line. Obviously, that's not great for a guard, but I tell you what, those are some sneakily good uh, producing stats that 
I think is viable for a lot of leagues out there, Josh. Have you scooped him up? Have you noticed him just kind of like just sitting on waiver wires out in your leagues? Yeah, people either are in, he's sort of in no man's land because like he's not 10 team playable or startable. I mean, but he's like 12 team and above. So it's like sort of depends on what you need. And he's not a guy that you like that's must own. Um, but you know, 42% own out there in Yahoo leagues and you know, average, averaging double digit scoring, scoring very efficiently, 46.6%, shooting 80% from the line, averaging over three per game, like all the stuff you mentioned there. So like definitely you, what, what you don't know about Gary Harris is probably you can find somebody at least in your lineup or or definitely maybe on your bench that he's better than you just haven't really noticed because you know who's been paying attention to anything that's happening with the Denver Nuggets really this season so yeah, yeah definitely some dumb some guy that you should have some sort of investment in yeah and you know he's kind of the uh guard everybody guy you're tough you're glue guy and you say well maybe I'm concerned about foul trouble with him but over those 15 games I just talked about he only fouled more than twice, two times. And so no worries there whatsoever. Definitely give Gary Harris a look. The young Michigan State, uh, I shouldn't say alum, but the the former product of Michigan State. You really can't say alum or graduate anymore when you talk about their former colleges. Um, what about a revenge game here? Paul Millsap taking on the, his old team, the Utah Jazz. Atlanta wins 91-84. to I was expecting a little bit more out of Millsap, but he still comes in strong with a plus 10, um, plus or minus 18 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals. He misses his only 3-pointer. Of course, what you love about Millsap, he helps you in every single category. Didn't get it done in 3-pointers last night, but a good game nonetheless. Uh, high ownership rates last night on DraftKings and other sides, Josh, for Kent Bazemore. I know he's pretty cheap out there, but he only got you 6 points, 5 rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Did you use him and get burned uh, last night against the Jazz? Uh, no, I did not, but um, I, I did use Shelvin Mack who went two for 13 from the field. So that was like just as good as getting burned by anybody else in lab. So between him and Kawhi Leonard and Aaron Gordon, those were like the official uh, three headed monster of torpedoes that killed my DFS lineup, which was otherwise pretty solid. I know it sounds weird to say, Oh, you had three holes, but like I still almost hit the cash line for some of the other plays that I hit. So yeah, I was uh, thoroughly disappointed overall. Um, Millsap one rebound away from the double, double bonus, on um you know on DraftKings, which happens to sponsor this very podcast so um that was a little bit disappointing there for those of you who used him but other than that we don't learn too much uh, for, um uh, out of this there overall sort of same rotation attack you don't uh, like what's happening with Dennis Shooter you want him to be in the 20 minute plus range but it's good news for people who want to play Jeff Teague and GF DFS or receives long because he's back in the 30 minute range and then on the Utah side um, you know, Rudy Gobert with a disappointing performance other than the rebounds. Six turnover, turnovers is brutal. Didn't have a block shot and only six points. You know, so the rebounds are really the only thing that you're really happy about. And then, you know, Gordon Hayward continues to do what Gordon Hayward does. You probably wanted a double double out of Derek Favors as well, and you didn't get it. So overall disappointing performance, especially for Shelvin Mack. Yeah, uh, and of course, it's a revenge game. I love to talk about revenge games so much. And he did take 13 shots, so obviously he was motivated to get involved. It, the shots just didn't fall for him last night. And we should have kind of known with the Hawks and the Jazz, this was going to be a defensive battle as it was. Um, Rudy Gobert, I think he was kind of middle-tiered price in terms of centers on DraftKings slate last night. Um, he's not attempting a lot of shots, and so that's something that we knew coming into the year that you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of help in rebounds. You're going to get a lot of help in blocks and field goal percentage, but he just doesn't take a whole lot of shots. So you look at his last few games, he attempted four shots last night on Tuesday, six, five, six. Uh, it's, it's really not a lot. Even to help you in the field goal percentage, he's not attempting enough for it to be a massive boost like you'd maybe hope for a center spot. Somebody like, uh, you know, like a Brook Lopez, he's attempting a lot of his shots and converting at a high rate as well. And he really gives you a nice boost on field goal percentage. Uh, and a lot of centers should. DeAndre Jordan is another one of those candidates where you get that nice boy boost, but you got to attempt the shots for that actually to play out. So not a great night from Gobert. They'll look to rebound, of course. We mentioned DraftKings, and of course, you too can be a part of the action for the remainder of the NBA season at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy basketball partner of Rotowire. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code Rotowire or RotoHoops to play for free. Again, DraftKings, the official partner of RotoWire. That's promo code RotoHoops or RotoWire at DraftKings.com. Just a couple more games to get here, get to here, Josh. Uh, 
This is a game I had a lot of exposure to. The Portland Trailblazers win in overtime, which was awesome for me. I love seeing overtime when you're playing uh, DFS. 116 to 109 of uh, that of the Wizards. And last night I went with Otto Porter Jr. And I also went with Markeith Morris. They they didn't really help me out a whole ton. Um, so those are my two weak spots in my lineup. I still ended up cashing. Um, but in general, what do you think about using players who play somewhat of a similar position? They saw 28 minutes and 30 minutes last night, respectively. But you tr- do you ever try to hold back from using players on the same team? Um, or do you try to stack? Uh, well, it depends on the situation here. Like, if I'm creating a GPP lineup, then I'm then I'm fine with an overall stack. I and I talked about that on 120 Sports yesterday, where I had, um, I think I built a uh, LA Lakers Orlando Magic stack, which worked g- good in spots, but also worked you know terribly for guys like Aaron Gordon that I mentioned, um, you know, who didn't produce uh, nearly as much as you wanted. So. Uh, I think stacking in, in general overall is fine. But like if you're just creating like an overall cash lineup there as well, um, I don't want to get too much exposure to too many of those players because, you know, um, one player tend to, tends to be, you know, be more of the focal point in any offense more than the other, unless we're talking about like KD and Westbrook, which are like unique situations. So I had McCollum uh, on one of my laps because he was cheaper and that's who I could afford. And I liked the fact that it went to overtime, but, you know, Damon Lillard was the guy to own and he was more productive and that shouldn't have been too much of a surprise. Uh, so, yeah, but that's a new, unique situation because Portland liked uh, the Thunder are th- those are the two guys that you can sort of depend on. You know, if you have that sort of um, you know system or uh, uh, offensive um, you know flow in place, then it makes sense. If for for other teams, I don't think it makes as much sense. Like you spend time trying to figure out if if Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love is going to have a better game alongside LeBron James. You know, so it's going to be difficult, more difficult to pinpoint depending on which team you're talking about. C.J. McCollum is a guy I want to focus on for just a little bit here, Josh. In terms of DFS, his price has been starting to wane, and I think, of course, it's because his production has been starting to wane. Uh, 19 points over his last seven games. But when you look at the other counting stats, he doesn't really help you out a whole lot. Two rebounds, under four assists, not even or half a steal. Um, he's still playing major minutes, 35 minutes, but unless he's scoring lots of buckets you're not going to see a lot of production out of him because he's not helping you a, a lot um so our like our buddy tyler jacobs likes to say on 120 sports uh, you had to have the expose to dame lillard last night 41 points 11 assists but are you starting to cool on using cj mccullum in dfs seeing that lillard is taking the majority of the shots obviously mccullum took 16 last night but i've noticed lillard is just like exceptionally ball dominant these days as the season comes to an end he's trying to put his team on the back and on on his back and go to the playoffs yeah, I, I think Dan Lillard is always a guy that you're going to want to sort of favor and lean towards and target. And you really just need to focus a little bit more on CJ McCollum as like a complimentary play at best or a guy that you would you know zero in, in on if you know Dan Lillard is out of the lineup. So um, that's the situation that I uh, – so how, how I see that sort of situation shaking out right now. Dan Lillard to me in most cases is the only guy that you can really trust uh, for like DFS purposes. Fair enough. So moving to the last game, you already alluded it alluded to it. 107 to 98 to Los Angeles Lakers improved to 9 and 21 at home, beating the Orlando Magic. The Magic are now 10 and 20 away. Uh, the starting five minus Vucevic for the Magic. So if you throw out Smith, put in Vucevic there. Do you like the starting five that we have? So we've got Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Victor Oladipo, and then ideally you'd have Vucevic into that uh, mix as well. Now I talked about with the Timberwolves. Finally, they're starting to use what I think is their best five. Maybe not even their best five, but the five that they're going to have for the next three to four years. So why would you not play them right now? Do you think the same case can be made for this Orlando? Magic team, even though they kind of suffer a not so great loss. Uh, you know, for, okay. Speaking about the rotation, first of all, yes, assuming that Vooch is in the lineup over Jason Smith, who was you know that was an injury situation. So I'm okay with all those things. What I'm not okay with um, is. Uh, what's happening here at the at the uh, you know the the six man situation? Uh, like I, I think you should just really play and develop Hazonia, To be honest with you, and maybe he's a little bit of a gunner or whatever, but I don't really necessarily think C.J. Watson needs to play twenty four minutes over Hazonia for fifteen. I would like to see the reverse in ter- for development pers- purposes, and I would rather see Brandon Jennings uh, overall. To me, who I think has got the, you know if you're going to go bench punch, I don't know why you would go C.J. Watson for bench punch 
Uh, although he did have a decent game ish, you know, 10 points, uh, five assists. You know, I want Brandon Jennings, who came up with a 20 point game off the bench a few games ago, to get in there and, and get in the mix. That's who I want. Um, and I don't understand what, how they go, what, how many deep here? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I know Marble and Napier only play there at the very end, but why are you playing 13 guys? Why is your rotation that large <laughs> on a team that's uh, you're not going anywhere? You know, there's this whole thing of like, hey, get some continuity, play your guys, you know. Um, and then, you know, to me, like the the the, the absolute X factor, aside from Victor Oladipo in, in this team, is Aaron Gordon, right? And the guy plays 27 minutes. Explain that with two personal fouls. Explain yourself, Scott Skiles. What are you doing? What are you doing? Somebody take the clipboard away from that guy. I, I can't stand it overall. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that I can't. No, going into the fourth quarter, I think they were within uh, seven points of each other. So they had a shot to win the game. Um, I will say, Ursan Ilyasova and Brandon Jennings just throw out whatever workload they get every night because what it seems like now, Josh, is that essentially they're just a salary relief. And so they'll be gone at the end of the year um, because they'll be free agents. And so while it's nice to think that your best option off the bench could be Brandon Jennings, um, it doesn't make sense to work them into rotation. Probably not. Same with Ursan Ilyasova, except they need the power forward help and center help, especially with Vucevic out. Now, I've heard some outcry that you got to, you know, if, if we're going to just kind of tank and, and play to gain chemistry, you got to start his own over Evan Fournier. And I don't, I don't think people, yeah, I don't think people realize that Fournier is 23 years old and, and his own is 21. There's not a whole lot of difference there. And we're at the point right now where Fournier is a very solid NBA player um, who can easily be a better player than Hazonia will ever be and so I think that you continue to ride with Fournier although I will say we kind of thought that the departure of Tobias Harris and the bringing in of a power forward and a point guard in Jennings and Ilyasova would free up some small forward time for Hazonia and we haven't seen that happen quite yet are we afraid that the Magic are mishandling him as a rookie and his progression I think you kind of alluded to that or did we oversell Hazonia and there's this mysterious, uh, there's this mystique around him just because we haven't seen him enough, but maybe Scott Skiles and the Magic know that he's more of a project than a, somebody who can see major minutes right off the bat? No, I don't. I think it's just being mishandled altogether. Like Aaron Gordon, look at how how much of a monster this guy has been when he's got minutes this season, and he didn't even sniff the lineup last year. I know that some of that was related to injury. And here's the other problem that the Atlanta Magic actually have is that Fournier is not a three, and neither is Hazonia. They're all him, Oladipo, and Fournier are all twos. And so they're making these guys play out of position, which isn't that such a bad thing given today's landscape in the NBA where you can just run a gun and just, you know, you want to take athletic guys. And so, you know, but that's also a matchup problem. Those are going to be consistent defensive targets. Almost everybody against them, maybe with the exception of the LA Lakers who start Nick Young at the three and he goes 0-5, you know, they're winning when you have, you know, a two playing the three uh, in, in a lot of spots, unless that two is a monster like like um, Eric Bledsoe or something like that, you know? So that's a situation that they're going to have to deal with. Fournier is going to have to continue to do what he did last game, which is, shoot the lights out and you know go eight of 11 score 23 points so to just you know outpoint his other opponents because he's not uh, a lockdown defender uh, so there you have that having said that though kudos to deandre russell who i thought was going to head into like firmly into um you know bus territory and was going to you know being like one of the you know regrets you know r-a-g <laughs> a-t-s for the la lakers is for not drafting you know who has a lot of regrets uh the kangs yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Kangs, they have a lot of regrets. Yeah. Everybody who didn't draft Porzingis, you know, right now, has got regrets. Yeah. Pretty uh, much. Aside from Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves, obviously, you know, but um, yeah, there's a lot of people who, who uh, the draft would be different. Let's say that, I think, if we, um, you know, held it again, knowing what we know for in this first NBA season. But kudos to Russell for getting the swag on and for Jordan Clarkson for stepping up. Uh, as well, because those those two guys are the future. Uh, and Julius Randle, you know, twenty three and eleven. That's what that's what you want to see from these L A Lakers. It's the three kids play big minutes and make some hay, and that actually happened uh, in that matchup. So, um, 
It only took Byron Scott what um, sixty some sixty plus games. yeah sixty plus games. Figure it all out. Who should hey. be starting and who's and who actually has talent on that roster? You know Not what, that. Scott Skiles, same in the same with the Magic. It took some sixty games. You know, Sam Mitchell with Minnesota. It took him sixty games. So uh, apparently, there's this unwritten rule that you don't do what makes sense until you're sixty games in when you have young a young talent on your team. So whatever. Well, uh, I don't know if I want to give Byron Scott credit for for being like a, a superstar ninja in terms of just going, you know, Cobra cry on us with the, the ping pong ball strategy. <laughs> Let's just play some terrible people who don't deserve minutes. Yeah. So we, there's this, there's this kind of you know. like back, like there's this thought deep in my mind that thinks Byron Scott is actually smarter than all of us or that he has been under the direction. And maybe he's just like the best actor, best acting coach of all time where we think he's, you know, kind of a dunce, but essentially he's doing exactly what the Lakers have wanted him to do all along, whether that's under the Lakers direction or he's just doing it all under his own, uh, under his own onus. I don't know who knows what, whatsoever. Um, Josh, I will say that uh, me and Nick Whalen did a rookie redraft a couple months ago, and we plan to do one again um, some point at the end of the season. So be on the lookout for that during the Tuesday podcast. We look forward to updating it as well. Um, I will say, Josh, if you need a website to vent about coaching, if you need a, a, a website to vent about the conspiracy of coaches not realizing what their best lineup is until 60 games into the season, then head over to Wix.com. There's no better place to do that. Use by 75 million people worldwide, more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. If you need to get the word out about your business, it all starts with a stunning website. And of course, the drag and drop editor, hundreds of designer made customizable templates to choose from really does make the best place to create your own website. All you have to do is go to wix.com to create your own website today. The result, I promise you, is stunning. So Josh, let's head over to some breaking news before we get out of here. Of course, what I do here I'm essentially just reading the breaking news and notes that we have directly on rotowire.com. If you'd like to check it out for yourself, go to rotowire.com forward slash POD. That's forward slash pod for free 10 days of access. Of course, baseball season is coming up. I just had my first baseball draft last night. Uh, I like baseball. I know quite a bit about baseball, but it's not my forte. And so what I did is I used our Rotowire's draft software um, to help me out with some auction prices. So feel free to go do that as well with your free 10-day trial. That's rotowire.com forward slash pod to get 10 free days of access. Josh, rapid fire here. I'm going to read some some notes. Okay, uh, and really quickly, is Shanky hooking us up with software again this year? I think he did for football, but um, do we do we get the um, – the uh, the home team freebie uh, for this for the, for baseball software. Oh, because I'm actually getting ready to draft some drafts here pretty soon. Oh, you know we do. I'll get on the uh, I'll, I'll I'll hit the hit that office up. We'll head over and uh, we'll make sure you're hooked up with the software. We all are. And yes. and anybody who's out there who wants to get free ten days to check out the software can do it as well. All right, sweet. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to take advantage of that. And if you know, I'm, I'm a company man. I love to use yeah. the software, and if it's going to be you know. Uh, free access for me to download on my iPad. I'm gonna be hammering right on on that there as well. One last thing before I'll I'll stop interrupting you so you can get to the breaking news here. <laughs> um, in the redraft for you and Waylon, yeah. Uh, until he stops flopping and learns to slide his feet on defense, he's outside the lottery for me. Okay, Waylon. Uh, yeah, Waylon. Uh, you okay. know, so right now you're right top top five lottery. <laughs> you're looking really good as a combo guard. Okay. Okay. And Waylon is like he's teetering on the fourteen fifteen. He can make the ping pong balls, but he's got to tighten up the D. That's all I'm going to say. All right, you can pass that along if you like. Hey, uh, we play Rotowire hoops on Wednesdays tonight, so I I will pass it along as I talk smack and drain threes in his face. So um, until then, I'm number number one overall pick, baby. All right. Let's move on. Somebody who was not the number one overall pick, Nick Stauskas, with his illness, has been cleared to play Wednesday against the Rockets. Also, Kendall Marshall, with his illness, has been cleared to play against the Rockets again on Wednesday. Much ado about nothing, Josh? Are we doing D-League news? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought I'd, I thought we'd ease into it, and then we'll eventually okay. talk about some real NBA players here. Okay. All right. For D League purposes, I'm all over it. I'm in my. I'm gonna go to my fantasy D League um, lineup now and and go claim stats. All right. So Zach Randolph with his knee injury is considered doubtful to play Wednesday against the Celtics. Uh, Matt Barnes uh, was available. 
at shoot around this morning, excuse me, and then he will play in Wednesday's game. What's your pulse on this Memphis team dealing with a whole lot of injuries? Apparently it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they seriously. Keep, they beat the right, Cavs. Um, Jermichael Green, uh, fancy monster for DFS right now. Mario, Super Mario Chalmers. Super Mario. I want to give him his proper respect because he uh, made some hay in, in, in my double ups there on Tuesday. So, yeah, X, um, as uh, the famous Tyler120 uh, likes to say, we need some expose to the um, Memphis lineup A. I didn't know how to close that there. I, I know. He does, he's such a pro at it. How about he some is. expose on Hassan Whiteside, who yeah. will play in Wednesday's game against the Bucks with that illness he had been dealing with? Think he'll see around his usual 30 minutes or so tonight? I do, and I like him for DFS purposes. And like I've been saying all season long, you know, as long as the Milwaukee Bucks are either going to play Greg Monroe out of position at center or play Miles Pumley, that's going to be a great spot for Hassan Whiteside uh, to uh, jump in and, and, and make some DFS hay for your lineups. Have you watched, uh, by the way, um, Remember the Titans? You've seen that movie? Oh, millions of times. One of my okay. favorites. Whenever I see or listen to or just come across Hassan Whiteside's name, I have to say, Strong side. Strong side. side. Yeah. Right side. Strong side. So you're maybe the only person who gets that. I've been saying that all year long. People look at me like, what is that guy's problem? You want to know who looks like Sunshine if his hair was actually blonde? Kelly Olynyk remains questionable to play Wednesday against the Grizzlies. Brad Stevens is officially calling him 50-50 to suit up. Uh, his partner in crime, Jared Selinger, with his illness, looks to be a game-time decision as well for Wednesday's tilt. So what about Big Butt, Jared Selinger, and Sunshine Kelly Olynyk? Um, if they play tonight, are you going to be using them? Uh, if we were talking about a fantasy buffet league, or oh, wow. a, uh, I uh, thought I was on the edge with the big butt comment, but you just took it overboard. No, I've been talking more about how you know Jared Sollinger is more likely to um, you know hold down the the spread during the buffet than he is to hold wow. down some defensive wow. uh, prowess in the paint. It's like negative vert. If I go, even- I go eighty. You go one hundred and ten. I like it because then now I'm not now, now I will not get in trouble and you'll be the one. So that's fine Sully with me. Should be playing the four, just like I've been always saying. You know that way you don't have to watch everybody destroy him in the paint because he's such a non-factor in terms of rim protection. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and Olenek, I don't, I just, you know what I do? I just treat the, the front line like the San, for the Celtics like the San Antonio Spurs. I just don't play them for DFS purposes because you can't trust them. You don't You're, know what's going to happen. They're yep. not, not trustworthy people. Your life will be much easier if you just stay away. Bradley Beal with his pelvis injury, and we're not even talking about his shin uh, contusions that always seem to pop up. Uh, Beal will join the Wizards in Utah on Thursday in advance of Friday's game against the Jazz. Even if he plays, usually he's been coming off the bench. Are you eager to use him knowing that there's a possibility he'll play a few minutes and realize he's just not quite ready to go? No, because I just don't like the, the the rotation setup. I mean, he, it's he's coming off the bench and he's getting good enough minutes. But somebody needs to explain to me why if if he's not healthy to play thirty five plus minutes, then don't play him. You know, I, I understand the Wizards are on the outside looking in and trying to make a little bit of a run and, and scrap up a point here. But what what are they doing? What what is what's going on with Bradley Beal and and Al Jefferson that they have to play twenty minutes per game for so long? Anybody who comes back in the lineup and has that, that, that doesn't happen for like a month. That happens for like a week max. Sometimes, usually, it's two or three games. And these guys are like stuck in like, you know, um, you know, junior varsity high school rotations, you know, or like, or YMCA, like, okay, Billy, it's time for you to get your 12 minutes. But then in six minutes, Bobby's coming in and he's going to play the last six minutes. Oh, what, why? I don't, I, I don't get it. If they're not healthy enough to play full minutes, then, you know, that's a bigger problem in my mind so uh yeah here's my yeah here's my take on those two players why i think uh josh not that i know but why i think um that they're not moving into the starting lineup um so with bradley beal he's just so prone to injury if you move him into the starting lineup um you kind of disrupt the dynamic you have going the wizards are are playing pretty admirably right now and so just bring him off the bench if he gets hurt then you know what it's just a bench guy coming off you're not really disrupting the unity and the cohesion that you have in that starting five so that's what i would say about bradley beal's situation that you know essentially the wizards are fed up with how much he gets injured and it's just really hard to have a consistent starting five and a a five that you play more often than any other five if he's included and then in terms of al jefferson he was moved to the bench before he even got hurt and had that absence and i think for in terms of 
you know, just the way he fits in today's NBA, he's got to come off the bench and still have a favorable matchup because he's one of the few um, back down offensive players, you know, playing from the block. Greg Monroe is another one as well. Um, and he just doesn't fit in today's NBA and he's a matchup nightmare um, not, and not in the good way for a lot of opposing teams. So while his production, his per minute production is off the charts right now coming off the bench, I'm not so sure that he's actually ever going to move into the starting five. Again, I could be wrong. We'll see. There's still a lot of season to be played. Josh, just a few more to finish up with here. Aaron Brooks uh, of the Chicago Bulls will be available um, Wednesday against the Spurs. We're looking at Jimmy Butler as well with his knee inflammation has been ruled out for Thursday's game against San Antonio. So where does the ball go when Jimmy Butler is not in the lineup? Usually Etuan Moore has started, but I think I've seen more touches from Pau Gasol necessarily than just somebody who's filling in for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I, um, of major concerns about Jimmy Butler and this injury now, just as as a side out to the whole thing. So, um, I'm up to the point. I am a Jimmy Butler owner where I'm wondering if if he's going to make it back and get healthy. I know that they say it's structurally sound, but also saying no timetable with 20 games left in the season. Like if you if you're in a shallow league, you might make a case to to just drop Jimmy Butler because that could be the difference. If you're especially if you're teetering on the playoff, you know. Um, scale there and you can actually pick a guy who can actually make some fancy impact and, and matter maybe you pick up Jermichael Green or something like that or Mario Thomas I would do that if that's going to be something that's going to you know get you there in terms of it's uh, a bold know. bold move but I you, you might end up being right the only thing that makes me hesitant to do that is that when he did return he played 34 minutes immediately right. so 24 points 11 rebounds six assists yeah it was a dumb move by the Bulls I think everybody is in agreement on that but when he does come back if he does i mean he's immediately going to be right back where he where he where he was and left off and so I, I don't know it's a tough call what would you do josh if you had to pull the trigger right now you had mario chalmers jermichael green playoff start next week what are you going to do are you going to drop jimmy butler or are you going to hang on and hope that you win in without him and then maybe in the championship or the semifinals he comes back to normal form uh what would you do I would probably try very hard not to drop him, but if I have to, it's going to make the difference between me like winning and losing a matchup. I'm doing it because the, the information and the no timetable for a turn is the scariest thing that you can get. So you're hoping you get some information between now and next week, and if you don't, then um, you you know pull the trigger if you have to. Fair enough. Last bit of information could change some fantasy tournaments out there. If you've been hanging on to Brandon Knight, he's with that groin injury. He's listed as questionable for Wednesday's game against the Knicks. Now it's entirely possible for him not to play Wednesday, but he's coming back. It seems just in time for uh, fantasy tournaments for head to head leagues, maybe to finish out strong in rotisserie leagues. If you're battling it out with somebody else, um, obviously I think you got to pick him up off the waiver wire. If he's there to begin with, right, Josh? Yeah, I I agree with you there as well. So, um, you know, somebody who can who can you know certainly have some sort of impact for you uh, going forward, especially with the replacement level value or what's currently out there in a lot of leagues. So, um, yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly there. That's all I got, Josh. That's it for breaking news on this Wednesday. Of course, I always like to open it up for you to embarrass me or give some lasting words of wisdom as we head out on this Wednesday. Got anything for us? No, all I want to say is you killed it on the transitions and the segues today. I Whoa. felt like it was like seamless uh, overall. Should I put this on my real tape? Yeah, you you should go uh, vi- just press Vimeo upload on this. <laughs> tell you right now okay yeah okay fair awesome. enough now there's so much pressure to close it out professionally i don't know if i could do it oh man Ugh. all right let's do it let's try i'm gonna finish this one out strong um thanks so much for joining us here on this wednesday rotowire fantasy basketball podcast if you want to follow us on twitter feel free to do that it'll be in the show notes but once again you can find me at trainer dj you can find josh at josh hayes fs Coming up tomorrow, Nick Whalen and James Anderson will be with you on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball co- Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I was so close, so close.